Hello, my name is Isabel Stevens. I am a history and theater double major at Randolph College. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode of The Perils of a Racist America, a podcast by Randolph College. In this episode, I will be discussing James Baldwin's Go Tell It on the Mountain. Born in Harlem, New York on August 2nd, 1924, Baldwin grew up in poverty and had a strained relationship with his stepfather, who was a Baptist minister. Baldwin's work, which includes essays, plays, speeches, and novels, discuss the trials of being black in America, and many of his works discuss the unity that came from these trials. The unity Baldwin discusses often culminates in characters being strengthened by their trials and, through these trials, finding a sense of community and strength. The struggles that came with living in poverty and his strained relationship with his stepfather caused Baldwin to escape his circumstances, which he did by developing a love of learning, reading, and through his dedication to religion. Taking after his father in that regard, Baldwin said, quote, Those three years in the pulpit, I didn't realize it then. That is what turns me into a writer, dealing with all that anguish and that despair and that beauty, end quote. It was that same anguish and beauty that led him to work on his high school magazine, where he showcased his understanding of literary devices, an impressive feat for a young writer. After graduating high school in 1942, Baldwin took many odd jobs, such as working on railroads, to support his family, including his seven siblings. During this time, many of Baldwin's essays and short stories were published in fairly prominent periodicals, including The Nation, Partisan Review, and Commentary. In 1945, Baldwin moved to Paris under one of his fellowships. This move would later prove crucial as it lent him some much-needed perspective and gave him time to delve more deeply into his personal and racial backgrounds. His first novel, Go Tell It on the Mountain, was published in 1953. This semi-autobiographical book follows the main character, John, as he grows up in 1930s Harlem. Baldwin once said of Mountain, quote, It was the book I had to write if I was ever going to write anything else. I had to deal with what hurt me the most, above all, my father, end quote. His works, in addition to examining being black in America, also discuss sexuality, as Baldwin himself was open about his homosexuality. In addition to being a prolific writer, Baldwin was also an activist, having such well-known friends as Medgar Evers, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., and Malcolm X. One of his later works, The Fire Next Time, published in 1963, showed a dramatic shift in Baldwin's work as it discussed the brutal realistic nature of race relations in the United States, though he remained hopeful that those relationships would improve. He died on December 1, 1987, in St. Paul de Vence, France, of stomach cancer, leaving behind a mass of eloquent novels, essays, plays, and other literary works. Go Tell It on the Mountain takes place in 1930s Harlem, where Baldwin grew up. It explores the trials of religion and sexuality. Taking place on one Saturday in March of 1935, the book follows John, the son of a preacher, on his path toward accepting God in his life. Feeling the immense pressure to do so, both from his family, particularly his father, and members of his church, John struggles and seems to fight an inner battle within himself as he grapples with his own sins in the eyes of the church, mainly that of his homosexual attraction. Along with John's story, there are moments of flashbacks where we learn more about Gabriel, John's father, Elizabeth, John's mother, and Florence, John's aunt. All four stories deal with different issues related to the black experience and one's outward identity. Gabriel, a former womanizer, seeks to be redeemed after an affair that he had while married to his first wife, Deborah. Elizabeth, whose father owned a brothel, was punished for her father's actions by being forced to be parted from the one person she loved, and then forced to experience the same pain when the man she loved, Richard, died. Florence sought to escape her domineering religious mother in the South and eventually married a man, Frank, though she was never happy. Now confronted with her impending death, she seeks to be forgiven or redeemed, yet refuses to bow to religious authority, much to her brother's disdain. 
Through these flashbacks, Baldwin illustrates various time periods and struggles ranging from World War I to 1935, which shows the continuation of people's perception and opinions of African Americans being somehow less than others. The moments of violence in the book, particularly that of interracial violence, highlight the injustice of racism and its brutal consequences. Go Tell It on the Mountain provides not only a look into religion, but a look into sexuality, racial violence, and gender roles, topics that I seek to learn more about. Though arguably, John's sexuality is not a major focus of the book, only a fragment of it. Despite this, the thought of this sin and the sin itself, the, quote, sin with his hands, thinking of the boys, older, bigger, braver, end quote, haunts John throughout the book, and elements of his homosexuality are sprinkled throughout the text. The more central focus of the text, however, is John and his complicated relationship with religion. The majority of the book sees John grappling with religion and his own acceptance of it, which is further complicated by his relationship with his father. John consistently refers to people entering the church as saints, remarking on how they had been saved by God while he was still struggling and expected to accept him. Words such as saints, sinners, and holy abound in the text, clearly illustrating the presence of religion and how pervasive it is in John's life. The issue of John accepting religion is further explored through his strange relationship with his father. Like Baldwin, John's father is a preacher, and, as such, John is expected to follow in his father's footsteps and be saved by God, just as his father was. This pressure and expectation to be saved is evident from the very beginning of the book, when Baldwin writes, quote, One day, the power of God would possess him. John would sing and cry as they did now and dance before his king, end quote. Despite this pressure to accept religion and God, John must combat his own feelings about his father and his relation to religion. Quote, the darkness of his sin was in the hard-heartedness with which he resisted God's power. He would not be like his father or his father's fathers. End quote. John realizes that in order to truly accept religion, he must concede to the will of his father, which he vows he will never do. Another issue that Baldwin highlights is that of race-based violence, which occurs many times throughout the book. Baldwin describes the outcome of a conflict between Roy, John's brother, and his friends against some white boys. This conflict leads to Roy's stabbing. Another moment of racial violence occurs when we learn the fate of Royal, Gabriel's bastard son. Like Roy, Royal had also been stabbed, though he died in Chicago while Roy survived his injuries. Both boys represent a failure of some kind to Gabriel, as he sought to build a royal line of his descendants, who would all have been saved by God. Both of these moments also illustrate the pain of racial violence and how prevalent it, unfortunately, is. The prevalence of racial violence in the book further solidifies the notion of a divided world, one in which lines are drawn and people are divided and treated differently based on their race. On the topic of racial violence, Go Tell It on the Mountain also touches on issues of police brutality and violence. For example, Richard, Elizabeth's boyfriend before she had met and married Gabriel, was arrested for being suspected of robbing a store and was implicated in the crime for being black. Not only was he wrongfully accused and tried, but he was beaten by the police because he would not sign a confession to a crime he did not commit. Baldwin's insightful comments on race and sexuality are poignant, and many of the situations in the text are still common today, though they should not be. Works like Baldwin's and those of the other authors in this podcast work to change the narrative, to step out from behind a wall of ignorance and face the truth, that of the haunting and stark reality of racism. I hope you have enjoyed listening to this episode and learning more about James Baldwin and Go Tell It on the Mountain. I highly recommend this book and any book written by Baldwin, as it is not only artful, but impactful as well. The issues that Baldwin presents in his essays and novels, such as racism and sexuality, are issues that we are still dealing with today, which, I would argue, makes Baldwin just as, if not more, impactful to modern audience. 
That concludes this episode of The Perils of a Racist America, a podcast by Randolph College. Thank you for listening.